If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to Acts chapter 2. Um, <clears throat> bonus question, anybody who can answer this gets five imaginary points that go toward your salvation that's already guaranteed by Jesus. <laughs> what is the Hebrew name of the celebration that we call Pentecost? Anybody know what they were celebrating? It's called Shavuot. They're celebrating the giving of the law. And on that day when Moses received the law, Shavuot, the people all gathered around. And, and in the story, there is fire and smoke on the mountain, right? Just as there was about to be flames upon them. There was in the scriptures a, a promise from ancient times that there would come a day where this law that was outside of them, written on tablets, right? That was these Ten Commandments and then the subsequent five, 622 more laws to help make those ten find specific examples. There was the hope that there would come a day when that law would be written on our hearts. Jeremiah promises that the day would come when the Holy Spirit would write the law on our hearts. And then everybody from all nations would come to Israel and say, tell us of the Lord. Tell us what God's got going on. Shavuot was the continuation of the story, and they would come every year to Jerusalem to celebrate Shavuot, the giving of the law. They would also celebrate how they lived in tabernacles, in tents. And then John 1 says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was, the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him was all things that have been made, made, and nothing was made without Him. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. He made His tabernacling. He pitched His tent among us. And all of these things come together here on this day in ancient Jerusalem. They're celebrating Shavuot. They're remembering they lived in tents. They, these few are remembering how Jesus became God with us, tabernacling God's spirit and God's presence among us, living and teaching us face to face. And then all of a sudden, they're there in that place all together, unity. Right? Now, in that unity, you had some people who were a little bit different. They weren't all the same, but they were all together. Right? How many of you looking around you know that there are some different folk in the room tonight? Some who don't know what time it is. Because he said tonight, and y'all just went with it. <laughs> just thought I'd check if you're all paying attention. They were all together, even though they were all different. They were all together joined by the Spirit of God. And then the place shakes. Verse 2. 
feels like a tornado coming through the place. Um, whenever we open the windows at the house, we have little door stops to keep our doors from slamming shut because inevitably if you don't, and, and normally it's Beck's room, Bex, Bex has a, a dog that looks like it's peeing. It's an awesome doorstop that is, keeps their door closed, but usually we forget to put that one up. And somewhere after we open the windows, we hear spack. The door closes because the wind moves things. Some of us need the Holy Spirit to blow through like a wind and move some stuff. Anybody need some things moved in your life? Filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then what happened? Tongues of fire resting on people's heads. One of my favorite memes is the little kid with a marshmallow on a stick and one of the apostles saying no. And they get filled with the Holy Spirit and then they go out and they, they share the word in different tongues, different languages as God enabled them to. And everybody who hears, they're amazed because they are there for the celebration of, of the law of God's Spirit, giving the law to Moses. And now they're hearing something different. Everything's been shaken up. Everything's been changed. And in verse 12, they ask, what does this mean? So I want to ask you, as you reflect on that story, what was the first act of the Spirit on that Pentecost day? What do you think it was? There's not a right answer. There's multiple ways the Spirit worked. We focus on the big flashy one, right? Violet wind, everybody wearing a fire hat. We're, they were all together. They were in unity. They were getting along. How many of you know you get, there were probably around 120 people in the room, Get 120 people in a tight room. How long does it take for them to not get along? It's been 10 days since Jesus' ascension. 10 days. They were still getting along. That's a work of the Spirit, isn't it? What's it take to get along with other people? Patience. Thank you for saying that nice and loud for the people in the back. How many of y'all excel at patience all right what else kindness kindness the choir and i are just going to have a conversation since y'all aren't contributing oh thank you what tolerance see i think we need to go beyond tolerance tolerance is a is better than intolerance right um but as i said to a young man who was striving for tolerance and said, as followers of Jesus, I think we need to go a little bit further. 
Because if you brought, and they were getting married, if you brought your fiance home and your parents said, I'll tolerate her, how would y'all feel? Let me ask y'all, how many of y'all have kids? If they brought their love interest home and you said, I'll tolerate them, likeliness of seeing the grandkids ever on a scale of one to 10. Yeah, very low, very low. So I think we go beyond tolerance. I think tolerance is better than intolerance, but as followers of Jesus, we are called to acceptance and love. The greatest work of the Spirit begins with love every single time. It's what brings kindness and patience, right? It helps us to find joy in one another. It gets us past all those things that would separate us and make us see the, uh, that the, the, the differences between each other are bad. It helps us to delight in those differences, right? Right? I mean, how many of you is your loved one unique? You know what I mean? Quirky. And that quirkiness, have you grown fond of that quirkiness? Not saying they don't sometimes annoy you. It's, it's that kind of thing that the Spirit does. So here in a little bit, I'm going to ask you, where have you seen the Holy Spirit at work in yourself, in your church, in our community? And I want you to think first, not of looking for people with fire hats, with some kid running behind him with a marshmallow. I want you to think of where in your life have you seen love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Evidently skipped one because I only have eight. There's nine. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I think I said them all. I just didn't raise one finger. I think that's... I can't count today. <laughs> so where have you seen that kind of life? Next service, uh, during the children's sermon, I'm going to ask the kids to do a hide-and-seek with me. Um, this morning, before most of you got, there were three or four of you in here, so if you saw Emily hide the plant, don't tell where it is. But somewhere up here in these in our in our plastic uh, or um, silk flowers, there's a real plant. Five extra bonus points for somebody who finds it before the end of the service. Okay, it'll be great fun. As we come to this time of prayer, the reason I'm doing that is because there are a lot of things that look real that aren't. And there are a lot of churches that look alive, but are just dressed up real nice. Where are you finding real life, right? Where are you finding such real life that other people look and say, like those people on Pentecost, what is going on? 